right, cool. Oh, the stretch hummer. I'm, I'm so glad the stretch hummer never went out of style, man. I'm sure it did, but. Somebody's still riding it. I know it, it ain't prom season yet. Yo, hold on. It is a Friday at like 4 o'clock, and bro's just like, we <laughs> yeah, live in. Yeah. I respect I hope it. not going too far because that gas is probably killing him. Did you see that they made an electric Hummer? Did they? Wow. Yeah. Everything's coming That's kind of swaggy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's kind of swaggy. They, they do change the body style just enough to let you know, like, it's a Hummer, but it's, you know. I kind of like that, like, old school stuff like that is coming back. Just like, can you imagine if you saw a dude with a Motorola Razor? He'd be like, bruh. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, you got that piff on that? <laughs> yeah, what a time. It takes you back to a time instantly. I, I'll have to send it to you, but, um. He used to work for the Ringer, a dude. Uh, he's actually on a 2K too. He has like uh, account. His his account. His handle is Network with a three. Uh-huh. But he has this thing where he does like just hot takes in the NBA, and he just like discusses them yeah. um, on YouTube. And he did one today, and it was uh, from the perspective of 2003. And he's like, "Man, this LeBron kid, he might be good, but I think he's too young. I think Darko's gonna be the guy." I'm like, "Yo." <laughs> It did not. not pan out well at all. That's going to be the intro for the podcast. See, this is the cool thing about the podcast is that, like, I'll, because usually I start with, like, my check, my check, my yeah. check. And, but every now and then you just see a stretch Hummer, Hummer. in 2022. White, all white. All white. <laughs> Clean. <laughs> oh, that was nice. If I what see spinners again. Man. Yo, let me see spinners on the Escalade, bro. Like Spinners on the Escalade. And then they had the hubcap joints, too, when you really didn't have it, but you still wanted to be on. They had the hubcaps. I was, was I watching a video? I think I was watching some video, and it actually did look dope. Like, when I when I saw it, I was like, all right, no, I see why y'all do that. Yeah. <laughs> it actually looks super clean. I remember I was a freshman when that really, like, started happening. Freshman in high school. And uh, this one kid used to get dropped off every day. Whamming, whamming system knocking, car stop rims, still chopping. <laughs> oh, yo, that's that's living. That was it. It's it's funny because like since everything comes full circle, it it is like if you saw it again, it would be dope. Like if you saw like any of the, like the Fast and Furious stuff that they used oh, to do, yeah. it'd be dope. For sure. For sure. That's actually one thing too. Like I. I remember I was in the army when I bought my G-Shock and it was like 60 bucks and it like, but I was like, yo, it's a G-Shock. And then I just <laughs> kept wearing it. And it was funny cause it went from a, yo dog, you got a G-Shock to like, oh, hey, you were in the army too. <laughs> like, yeah. And now it's starting to come back around again. Where it's yo, like, oh, it is kind of funny cause my, my cousin went to uh, the Marines and that was like one of his first purchases, a G-Shock. He's like, yeah, I gotta get, and he used to have like a bunch of different colors, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do. I couldn't justify getting like the white and the clear. The clear. I, I couldn't <laughs> the justify. Was wavy. I thought about it. and I was like, "Yo, I would wear that one time and then be yeah. mad." And like, I just stuck with the black. But Clean. as you guys can hear, we're back with Andre Billman. I kind of want to call this Andre Billium, uh, Bill, Bill, Billman Volume Two because I was thinking about NBA Street earlier, and then I was like, "Yo, that means we got to have V3 one." Yeah, yes sir, <laughs> yes sir. I'm coming back every time. Every time, hey, you know, and, and that's I'm excited because we, besides Richie, I rarely have recurring guests. Um, but the cool thing is, like, especially in our case, we didn't know each other before we did the podcast, nah. And so we just did a podcast and, like, made like kept talking, usually about how the Sixers, Sixers are gonna beat the Bulls, man. That team is, <laughs> man, I, 
but we were talking about like you know stuff like that and then it was hey like i'm doing podcasts you win like oh hey do you want to do this all right cool so just and that's why i love podcasting so much is because you have to get to know each other to a point where either a i'm never going to talk to you again right or b cool let's like let's let's see if we can work together let's see if we can do something right right for sure Alright, so you actually reached out to me this time because you had something that you wanted to promote. Yeah, for which sure. I think I heard bits and pieces, but... For sure. We uh, we just got approved to do our second uh, community cleanup. So the program's called Adopt-A-Block. Okay, uh, cool. So every year we try to just pick a different block or area in a neighborhood and kind of do a cleanup. Um, then we do kind of a makeover where we want to enhance the community because I think that's equally as important. Um, not only keeping your neighborhood clean, but you want your neighborhood to like stand out. You should take ownership in your neighborhood and have yeah. it be the best. Um, so we do like a little makeover. We try to do something to enhance the neighborhood. And then hopefully this year we can get to part three, which we didn't get to last year, but having a block party. Oh, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Inviting some food trucks and, you know, maybe other organizations, but just kind of celebrating you know what we did the, the past. Yeah. yeah exactly so would you do that over like a weekend like um so like friday clean it's, up it's like saturday. a three it's like a three three week thing so like every saturday oh every you know? okay okay yeah, yeah so that, one yeah. saturday we clean up and you know we rest up actually you might do that friday. friday you might be able to do a friday saturday sunday on like a memorial day weekend man that would be love if, if i can get enough support to do it in one weekend i think that would be amazing because that would be like a dope memorial day or like you know one of those four day weekends yeah like we try to we try to get around like uh earth day well, I mean, also so, Memorial Day here is going to be like probably what, 110? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But you no, get some weight loss there, like the wrestlers back in the nah, day. Nah, I'm good. Even if we start early, it's still going to be hot. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be 95 at, at you know seven in the morning. Jeez, that made me so mad first year I moved here. Yeah. I was like, yo, what the hell is this? I moved here in the summer, and it was just, it was brutal. It's. And then for my first, like, four years, every year I was getting a new lease, so I was, like, moving in the summer every July. I felt bad asking my guys, like, yo, I'm, I'm moving again, man, you, you know. Like, why? <laughs> like, yo, you can't stay put? But, yeah, moving in in the summer, June, July, August is, is the worst. Brutal. Yeah, and, and the worst part is, like, in most places it sucks. Yeah. Because, like, being a military brat, they typically try to move you during the summers. That way you don't have to, like, skip schools makes sense and so like you know you move from like in like california to like when i moved from california to hawaii it was like it sounds cool that like oh yeah you know what we'll take a week like the we'll take a week off second week of the summer we'll move you know we'll, we'll pack everything up third week of the summer we'll fly out fourth week we'll do this fifth week we'll buy and it's like no that's never how it works no never goes as smooth never like stop stop saying that we're gonna have you move in six weeks you're not <laughs> my dad had three kids man you think my dad and my mom with three kids and no we weren't moving no. Hell? No. I'm excited though. So you and you're over in the Maryvale, Maryvale area, right? Yeah, that's where the that's where it's going to be at. So the location's actually uh, we're cleaning up along 75th Avenue. Uh, partner with some of the schools in that area. So um, Trevor oh, Brown nice. High School is right there. Right next to that is Australia Middle School. I think I was over in that area today. Actually. I was on. I, I was I had to, uh, to do some business, and I was over in 67th. Yeah. So I think I was like right over. Um, if you get a chance, Taco Spot, crazy. Who knows tacos? Crazy on 75th Avenue. That's a okay. plug right there. So make sure you get to them for the free advertisement. It, hey, and, and, and no, that place is crazy. I'm excited too because um, we did one thing that we did. We had the uh, the essay contest. Hey, we, we got some writers. Definitely got to speak on that. We got some speak writers. Speak on that. There. Yeah, speak on it. We I was very very impressed, and what was also very impressed. What I was very impressed by was that 
I don't know like the different nationalities per se, but there's a lot of different ethnicities there. Absolutely. You saw, you could tell that it was a very diverse class. I mean, to a point, you you can kind of tell. Like, there's some names that you don't know, you know. But yeah, you can't tell. But yeah. But there's some that you're like, oh, these these kids, if they don't get it, they're on their way to getting it. Yeah. Like they're close to understanding, because I mean, it's hard to explain to like a three, you know, a third grader. Like, oh no, this is what this means. Like. Yeah, I, I think, and that's, and that's uh, I wish I could have shared more, like you could have been there to see like the reaction post, like uh, contest, because their, their mind is just like so like into it now, you know? Do you think that, we can probably do that next year, right? COVID will probably be, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a yeah, thing, but. No, yeah. absolutely. Even towards the end of the school year now, like uh, I'm planning field day at my school now and I'm okay to have um, other people from the community come in and they yeah. usually run stations and stuff like that. So I think we're, Fingers crossed, bro. I think we're on the other side of COVID, hopefully. Uh, I, I wonder if we're at the point where people just don't care anymore <laughs> or if it's, like, actually too. not that bad. It could be that, too. Um, but, no, definitely uh, we got to grow on that, man, because, like I said, the kids were just – it was just a buzz. You know, in that sixth grade pod where all the sixth graders are, it was just a buzz about the contest and them just, like, sharing information and, like – That's awesome. That's and, so cool. And it's just, like, a lot of that stuff, like, they did not know. Like, they were not exposed to – um, Rosa Parks was one that came up a lot, so that yeah. must have been something pretty new. Um, I got a couple people that like had like deeper cuts, and that's what actually exactly. what surprised me. I was like, "Oh wait, whoa!" Where they processed the information yeah. and came up with their own kind of conclusion. That's what I really wanted to do when I was writing the prompt. Like, I wanted them to kind of weigh in on like, "How does that make you feel?" Like, whether it is a, a black kid like growing up in Black History Month, like, what do you feel from that, or like a minority, other minority kid, like. I would kind of see what the answer to that is nationwide because, like, does it feel different in Arizona than it does in Alabama? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. Like, you know, I, I know that, like, as far as being on the internet, like, Twitter kind of makes jokes about, oh, like, oh, man, they're doing this during Black History Month, but that is kind of, like, when we see ourselves as safe. Yeah. Like, hey, it's okay this month. Like, for the next 28 days, you sometimes 29. Yeah, <laughs> like, in that extra one. But it, and I, I'm very interested in seeing how they kind of what I really want to see is them hold on to that. Hold on to that, like, understanding because I've even had family members that have been like, well, I don't understand why there's a Black History Month, like, maybe a day. And it's like, hold on, this isn't yeah, no. This isn't St. Patrick's Day for us. Yeah. You know, this isn't like that. And it's, and they've kind of turned into, like, Nike will market shoes, which I get why they do it. it right. Sometimes they're dope, but it, it, let this be what it is for us. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, because I, I really wanted them to dig into like the inventors, because that's kind of like where Black History Month started, like celebrating the contributions of African Americans and like stuff like that. So I wanted them to get into like some of the African American inventors. Uh, but one kid, and I don't know if I even shared it with you, but he was talking about how a black man invented potato chips. He was writing this in his essay, and he was like, "Man, I love potato chips." And like, <laughs> he was going on and on about it. But like, that's that's what I want them to do. Like, that's kind of how I graded more. Was like, I, I'm not, I'm not a teacher. Right. And I'm not their teacher. I. What are you passionate about? I, I was just talking to um, a mutual friend that we both have, Veronica, last week. Shout out to shout out to the homie Veronica. I was just talking to her, and I told her that like whenever I talk to an artist, if I can see their eyes light up because of something that they're, that they're excited that they're doing, I know that they're about it. Right. So like I've talked to artists before about like, hey, do you want to do this tattoo? And I've oh, that might be, that might be a good idea for somebody. And you're like, all right, you don't care. Yeah. No. And which is fine, but I've talked to other people and they're like, oh, dude, no, I got this, this, and this. And seeing some of those kids write was a lot of like, there was a bunch of kids who were like, did you know black people made peanut butter? Because like, you, 
they would never they, even think exactly. about it. And it's just like, no, it's just peanut butter. And it's like, like, wait, a, a black guy made that? Or like, you know, did you know a black guy made a stoplight? And it's like, you guys are starting to get there. Starting to get it. And, that, and that's it. It's just a celebration and just, you know, um, giving them that, that introduction, you know, and getting the wheels turning and, and see where they take it. Did you see a lot of black kids learning about themselves? Um, or was that kind of, because for us, it was kind of taught in the house. Yeah, not, I don't think it, it got that deep. Um, Cause I, I work with the one writing teacher um, at the school and I don't know how deep he got into like actually introducing the project. Um, but me and him talked about it, about doing it kind of a little earlier. Um, Cause I think he said he only, he only did the writing project for like a week. I think what I want to do next year. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. It was kind of rushed. You know, I think what I want to do next year is maybe introduce it in January. Yeah. Maybe even December. You know what? Like right when the school year comes back, probably that like January 3rd right or 4th. Right after winter break. Yeah. Yeah. Just introduce it and say, this will be opening in, not even this will be opening. We will start taking applications February 1st. Right. That way you have it already written, but it doesn't close until the 28th or whenever the Whenever, nearest. yeah. I mean, if there's like a Suns game on the on the first, I'm not going to be like, all right, we got one day to right. read, you know. Yeah, so I definitely want to uh, start it earlier, yeah. you know, probably give them more. What I what I learned too is um, the background knowledge wasn't there, you know, so it's That's like you really got to prep them big on like that background knowledge because for some of them, like honestly, and it's sad, but that was probably our first time knowing that February was or is Black History Month. I remember when I went into school February 1st and I was like, y'all know what today is? Today is the first month of Fe or first day of February. February is Valentine's Day. Yes, and it's also... <laughs> yeah, some kid, All-Star Weekend. <laughs> right. All right, you're... But it, that's some nerd knowledge, but that's yeah, the best it, one it there. Never, right. It never hit. Like, it never hit. They never, like, they didn't get it until I got it. Even when I told them, they was just like, ah. Uh. So, my brother thinks... And I'm not sure if he's 100% about this, but he might be. He might be, actually. He thinks that there's so many events in February to distract from Black History Month. And my counter to that was, well, can you imagine if we, if in the Super Bowl we celebrated black athletes? And if for Valentine's Day we celebrated black love? And for All-Star Game we celebrated, again, black athletes. But also, because All-Star Weekend's a little bit... Well, I mean, All-Star Weekend and Super Bowl are probably just as big as each other as far as, like, on a city. Yeah. So, like, imagine Impact the black on influence yeah. on Cleveland. That was the NBA, and I think the... Yeah, in L.A. Yeah. So, imagine, like, the black influence in Cleveland and L.A., and just, like, let's talk about that for the Super Bowl. You know, let's have some panels like that, which the NFL, to their credit, kind of did. They're, they're starting. They're, they're starting to come around. You can't you can't talk about Black History Month and end racism and then fire your only black coach. Yeah, no. Nah, NFL, I don't think they got it, man. I think um, they give you enough. You know, without really changing anything, we're gonna give you this halftime show and it make it amazing. Do y'all a little thing, but we don't not gonna let y'all like own the, nothing. We're you know gonna censor. We're gonna censor Kendrick Lamar's part about the cops killing us. Yeah. But also, Dr. Dre will be there. Right. So it's all good. Y'all yeah. got Dr. Dre. Get y'all a little couple people. You know, yeah. I, I think that's just how the, and honestly, that's how Eminem a lot of stuff. showing up, I was like, oh! Right. I think that's how we a lot so of stuff We were so close. Is, you know, like they're going to put, you know, Harriet Tubman on the 20, but, they, you know, we're not really going to own nothing. They like to give that little show and then not really do any real, real change. The wildest thing, and I, I've had to really learn this politically, was I consider myself a liberal person. Right. But the problem is, I didn't realize why that had the connotation it had with people. 
because they're like because I heard black people being like oh well the liberals I'm like no that's we need to be and the, and then I, I realized that they no they're talking about like white liberals they're talking about like the dude that's super into recycling and that is you know that that it's really really pro this pro that but also doesn't have any black friends and doesn't work with any black people and only goes to places when they've been gentrified but it's okay because he listens to ice cube Exactly. And I was like, okay, no, I feel where you guys are coming yeah. from now. Right. But I would like to see more, like, I, I, I can't wait until black people finally kind of get to the point where they're, because we're close, but get to the point where they're like, no, we're not going to trust you guys until you show something Show, yes. We need some, like, real concrete, like, changes, laws, you know what I mean? Stuff which like is that. Which is weird because on my, on one hand, I'm like, all right, don't vote if they're not for you. But on the other hand, I'm like, vote against the people who are against you. So it's like... Yeah. I think it, it, it's, 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 we're in a very, very, put it this way. I heard, I heard a dude say this on Instagram and it, and it got me because this is kind of how I'm, I'm, how I'm doing. He called it his cocoon year. I'm just going to stay back. I'm still going to handle the stuff I need to handle, but I'm going to stay back and I'm just going to grow as much as I can until I get the opportunity to do more. So I've been, kind of been treating this year personally as like a cocoon year. I'm just working on stuff and trying to build up, you know, different things. Right. And it feels like the United States kind of needs that. Yeah. Like, hey, don't get involved with things that don't, that don't directly interest you. Just like stay back. Let's work on, let's work on home. Home. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like, let's, let's get stuff right here and then. Yeah. Like, let's make sure that like black people and women and, you know, Latinos and let's make sure that people aren't beating up Asians in the middle of the street. Right. Before we start getting in, yeah, like, like some global stuff. Yeah, let's chill out for a little bit. I, I hear you. I hear you. I think we're close to that. They really got to do something about this street because yeah, I see a fire truck here every week. Active. <laughs> yeah, for real. Look <laughs> what y'all doing. Yeah, it's active. But the thing is, you don't even see a fire. You'll just see a truck. Here. Just, just a like, truck. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a medical thing, actually, now that I think about it. Could be. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was, so there's a there's a police officer at my gym, and he, um, hey, there's a cop at my gym. There's a cop at my gym, and he was talking to me one day, and we just got to talking about police. Right. And because I'm kind of a shitster, I started off, he was like, because he, he mentioned, oh, I'm a cop. And like, I knew he had like the thin blue line thing. And right. There's a baseball team up where I live that like their logo is that. But it's like for a, a home base, and I'm like, please don't, yeah, no. please don't. So like, I knew, and um, I was like, listen, man, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I don't really fuck with cops like at all, right? And he's like, tell me why. And right then, I'm like, cool, all right, uh, phone's charged just in case I go to jail. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's see, don't have anything in my pockets because I'm at the gym. Should be good. But he said that according to state law, if someone's experiencing um, uh, I know for sure mental health emergency I don't know about medical emergency a police officer has to be there okay according to state law okay. he's like we don't want to be there but the state I, makes I us. hear that a lot that they and I, honestly I I probably wouldn't want to be there either because I, I it's get not, it you know uh, that's not that's not a police not emergency for me it's not it's completely it's different not. training completely it's different it's, training that's why I'm, I'm interested because like if it's and this is this is why I wanted I want to be as as transparent as possible especially now that I'm working on, on starting a foundation instead of just a company 
I, I want to be very transparent because like can you imagine how people would react if they knew that yeah I don't think people hate cops nearly as much as if you tell somebody like listen man state says we got to do this oh but so then, I got to vote why I got to vote for it like, why not take the extra to, to be trained or have a specific division you know in the police force for see that's my follow up you know what I'm saying what's up man test 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 alright cool we're back um no, you were talking about why won't they just train? That was my yeah, question. Why, that was my question. <laughs> yeah, too. Like, why not have like that division already in the police force or whatever? If you know that it's going to be an issue, why even? I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. My my mom's a nine one one dispatcher, so like, I I hear it all the time. Like she's, you know, she's she's done with it. Done. Those types of jobs. 911 dispatcher, emergency room tech, that's what my auntie did for a while. Yeah. I don't understand how you're in that job for more than like a year and a half, honestly. Man, I just, my mom's, she's about to retire. She's probably got like three to five more years. Uh, but she's got to be 25 in, 25 years. And the hardest part, I think, would be like, you've got to get desensitized at some point. Yeah. Like growing up, I just, you know, to me, I was just like, oh, mom's going to work. Like, you know, she picks up calls, like not really processing it. But then when now that I'm older, I'm like, Mom, where you work for? Like DirecTV? I'm like, no. Yeah, like, you know, like no. she probably deals with some real. Like I remember, I was in elementary school and she was in the newspaper one time because she gave a kid uh, instructions how to do CPR over oh, wow. the phone. You know, so she That's had tough. a little. That's hard yeah. to do. But then, like, just to think, like you probably do that a couple times a day. You might get once a day, or you might, you know, what yeah. I'm saying. So like, I, I just and I don't even know, like. Like, what does she do to... And imagine stress you don't... Like, right, because you don't know what to be ready for. You might have a kid pick up, and it could be something, like, horrible. Or he might have just seen a call 911 on a move, on, a, on on TV, and he's like... You know, because you hear about those kids who, like, order a pizza. Yeah. On, on like, calling 911, and it's like... I guess to you, yes, this is an emergency. Right. Like you <laughs> but just you don't know. You, you don't know at all. You don't. You get a range of calls, and it could vary. Like, it could be just, you know, a fire, this one, then the next one is something light. Next one, it's a shooting, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you just picking up calls. You don't know what dice you about to roll. Like, you just. Those yeah, kind of jobs, I, I feel like you've really got to protect your mental. Sounds like she has, if she's been doing yeah. it for 25 years. Um, sounds like you, you she's pretty stable, just because. Honestly, like they try what they wanted me me to do when I joined the army, they tried to get me to be a drone pilot. Okay. And at first I was like, dope, drone pilot, hell yeah, let's do it. And then they told me more about like Yeah, if you're a drone pilot, you're gonna be piloting remotely and you're gonna have to run missions and you might have to do bombing runs. I was like, Whoa. So you're telling me I'm just gonna do bombing runs from like my house? And they're like, Yeah, probably. I was like, nah. <laughs> No, dude, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing no, that at you. all. There's so much. That's that's a lot. Like when you really think about that. That's, yeah. I'm good. I'm not doing that at all. Yeah. No. Maybe work that on takes computer, a drone bro. from a little toy. So like, oh, I'm playing yeah, with you know. Yeah. No, nah, you're out there doing real work. My dog hate. Know? My dog hates my dad's drone. My yeah. dad got like you know one of those little ones. Uh huh. He was flying around, and my dog. This dog never gets scared. And he like looked at all scared, and I could tell like he was starting to feel strong because like he walked over one day, and my it was like on my dad's desk. And he just, like, slapped the shit out of it. <laughs> like, I got you now. You stay yeah, stationary. Yeah. You're not going nowhere this time. I was like, I'm like, Dad, I think you forget that, like, dogs are, like, hunting animals. Yeah. They're going to find a way. For like, sure. Absolutely. It's in his DNA to, you know, to do what you do. Yeah, it's it's fun. He, he's a Rhodesian Ridgeback, and he's very, very protective. He's very protective. Yeah. And he, like, 
he'll like sit like right on top of somebody like no nobody comes here but at the same time he'll like they just not installed but they just got this thing where like they can tell you what they want so they'll press a button when we train them to do it it's actually really yeah. cool um they'll press a button and they'll say food i think food water beds and there's some oh outside this is what my dad has programmed so like my dog walked over and he had like a very angry face on and i just hear food 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 food, oh, food. i'm like okay hold on <laughs> hold on you gotta relax because like i just fed him yeah and so he saw me cooking and i just hear food 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 yeah food, he's food. like no, no i want that too no 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 you can't get listen man you can't get this <laughs> i made this fish with a little bit too much old bay on purpose though yeah. so it sinks in like i did that on purpose you gotta th- grow thumbs if you want to cook come on yeah no that's dope though that's I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm excited for the beautification because I think it can go a lot of different directions too. Like I'm imagining like, like that beautification weekend that we were talking about, but I'm also imagining like, do you do almost like, not, not a contest per se, but almost like a contest where like, if you get all six people out here, you hit six different areas of Phoenix. Yeah. You know, you hit, you know, something like that because the, the thing that's interesting about beautif- beautification to me is that. Like Nipsey said, gentrify your own hood. And when you're proud of where you live, you don't let it go to that's shit. What, and that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. That's, that, that's I would love, that's one of our core values with 6 by 6 Brotherhood is ownership. You yeah. know, so if I can teach them to just take ownership. And I see it all the, day, all the time with the kids at my school. Like, and I have to tell them about like small stuff, even like the recess equipment. Yeah. Like this is not my soccer ball. This is your soccer ball. This is your little sister's soccer ball. Like. When you're done with it, don't leave it outside. You leave it outside over the weekend, the sun beats it up, and that's one less soccer ball you have. Like, take ownership of your, your there stuff. There was a study that went, that talked about, like, it was it was about black ownership and white ownership, and we all knew, like, yes, white people have more ownership over, we all knew that, right? Yeah. But then it said, do you feel like you have ownership? And black people is overwhelmingly negative. So it's like, we don't feel, because, like, the way that a lot of black people see it, which is honestly pretty true, is that we came to we you brought us here to somewhere we didn't want to be and you put us in these neighborhoods and then you were like wow they're riding and destroying their own neighborhood no not my yeah no this isn't ours this is a rental bro right <laughs> you know what i mean like or when there is some gang you know some gang activity or something like that now it's like well you know they don't care about it. And it's like no this was made to protect the hood like right so i think just like bless you <coughs> excuse me um I probably should cut that out. Probably won't happen. <laughs> it's hard looking like through the whole thing. I'm like, all right, what's nah, that spike? Keep it, keep it rolling. Like, what's that spike? Is that dog bark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I gotta figure out where he stops. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think teaching ownership and on that level of like, hey, if nothing else, you keep rentals nice. Right. Like you don't like get an apartment and then like immediately you go punch a hole in the drywall. Yeah. You know. So I, I'm excited. It, so this is the second time you're doing yep, it. Yep, second time, second time, kind of same same area. Last year we cleaned up. Um, it was actually an alley in that community where a lot of the kids walked to that middle school, um, oh, and it okay. was man, it was so much. Just like you could just tell the neighbors, you know, whoever was in that, whoever shares that alley. It's a, a neighborhood on one side. It's a bowling alley, and I think an apartment complex. Uh, but you can tell they just use that as just like a, a wasteland. Like it was a tub, like we removed the tub. I don't know how many mattresses, like, I think it was like 7,000 pounds worth of stuff. Like we ended up, you know, removing from that area. But that that's like one of the main walkways those kids use to get to and from school. Yeah. 
um, and Rosa, who's with um, Australia Supermoms, uh, the other lady, she runs a block watch and that's who's helping me organize this event. Um, she was saying when she first started cleaning it up, um, it was because there was a dead body in the in the alley and the kids seen it walking to school and that's when she was like, okay, like... Oh, what's that movie? Um, is that Boys in the Hood? Menace to Society? I'm terrible. I forgot what movie it was, but that's one of the storylines is like, these kids see a dead body and they're like, suit, they're too young for it, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the famous line where he's like, yeah. oh, you want to see a dead body? And yeah. He, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was for her. That was the switch. And she's like, okay, we got to do something. You know, so she started the, the Black Watch and, you know, has been doing a lot of work in that, that area. That's got to be... I've noticed this where I coach too, without really naming names or naming areas because I don't think that's fair to those kids. Um, and plus, I think I've probably mentioned some of them before, but you look at some of these kids and like they're they're too old like mentally they're just too old like these oh, kids are for like sure grown up way too fast i'm like yo you're eight years old like i had one i had one kid who's like hey coach i'm sorry i couldn't be at practice i had to take you know i had to make sure to watch my brother and cook and clean and do this this and this and like i believe you yeah i believe you i do not i don't think you're lying at all because she was mad that she i always sat i always sit people who miss practice out of the first half right and she was mad that she had to sit out I was like, this isn't a punishment. This is because you weren't here to go over what we went over. So now you have a half to at least watch See, and ask questions. Yeah. And not, and she's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not punishing you. Like, I don't doubt that you had to cook and clean and do all these things for your brother. Like, I've seen your parents not show up until, like, 7 o'clock, 6.30. Right. And it's like, both parents, they're rolling up at, like, 6.30. And I'm like, two different cars. And you're like, dog, I know you've been working the whole time just trying to make it happen because like oh yeah my dad gets me to school at 7 20 and school doesn't start till 8 15 i'm like yo i know they're going through it yeah i know they're going hey don't even sweat it man like if you got other business and and, and my brother and i had a discussion about like how old is too how young is too young for like competitive sports because my brother's not really into that whole scene of like competing at like a young age yeah and I was like, the problem is we're making kids grow up too fast in that sense. And then we're also making them grow up too fast. Like, honestly, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have known who Mikey Williams was. Exactly. And we talked about this last time when we were talking yeah. about new sports. Like, the fact that they're ranking fifth graders is just like, like, yo, this kid might not even want to play basketball. By the, the time only fifth grader that I was like, oh, that's actually, or like, you know, young kid like that, that I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting, was they showed Derrick Rose's kid. Oh, yeah. And I got why. I understand why he got props. I'm like, oh, hey, this is the son of an NBA player. Like, we all love this guy. And now his son's playing. Like, okay, cool. Right. I don't need to know anything else more than that. Nothing else. I don't need to know any. And honestly, I don't even know that. Just, like, let the kid play. It's cool that, like, it's cool that Derrick Rose's kid is actually kind of nice. <laughs> like, right. But, like, don't, don't start But that's showing. still, like, even more added pressure. Like, yeah. Now you're already probably comparing them to Pops. Like, I, I can only imagine, like, I, mean, I think we talked about this too, but Jordan's kids, like. Gee, oh, yeah, we did. Come on. Like, that's. I probably wouldn't even want to touch a basketball just for the no. simple fact that people are going to be looking at me like, oh, are you dunking yet? You're in <laughs> fourth grade. Are you dunking the ball? You know what I mean? Like, they did that with Bronny. Bronny and Bryce. I'm like, guys. Chill. Let them experience and, and love the game the way they want to love yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, so, John David Washington, who played in uh, Tenet, okay. um, he, played, he also played for the for the Panthers. All right. He was a running back for the Panthers like a little bit ago. Like he was he was starting to make some noise, I think he got hurt. That's Denzel's son. Wow. And he said that he didn't want to go do do acting because he knew that his that he didn't want to get roles because of his dad. Yeah. And it was funny cuz Denzel's like I wasn't going to help you anyway. Yeah, you <laughs> like, anyway. He's like, I appreciate that, but I wasn't going to help. Like you know, but it, it, it 
it's got to be so much just to like and I can only, and, and what sucks too is like this we mentioned this a little bit coaching girls is crazy because like she, like we had girls that would be like oh I want to be skinny and look like her and she plays basketball so I haven't eaten in two days I'm like wrong answer no yeah your body don't even got enough energy no, to, yeah, for to, real you know for real and like that blew me away yeah that absolutely blew me away I was like wait 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 hold on cause that added I didn't even think about that that added pressure of being a girl in sports and like cause I mean it, for us we and we can mostly say this you know but like when we watch sports it's, we watch sports yeah I'm watching for Diana Taurasi or Sue Bird or Candace Parker shot Candace Parker or Brittany Griner, please free Brittany. For real, that story's um, insane too. That's a whole different topic, but that story's insane. I get why she went over there, but I feel like it's bad timing. Yeah. Also, NBA, WNBA, pay your players more. Yeah, so they don't have to do that. Also, NBA, like, stop being a uh, deadbeat dad. Yeah. Like, you helped this league start, and, like, you were just like, all right, cool, that's it. Like, no. Help it grow. Like, yeah. just like you're doing with the G League, help it grow. How dope would that be to have like 30 NBA teams, 30 NBA G League teams, 30 WNBA teams, yeah. and 30 WNBA G League? Like, I think what happened, and I forget where I heard this, it was probably some show, but when they started the WNBA, I think they started too grand, like too many teams off the bat. Because then a lot of them like folded, like the Sacramento team folded, the Charlotte team folded, you know. Yeah, oh, and, wow. uh, that, or they moved. Yeah, that Detroit team, I mean... I don't even know where they started. They were Detroit, then they were Tulsa, and I think they're Dallas now or something, Dallas Wings. But, like, you know, so I think they kind of started too big. You should have started with one team per division. New York, Chicago, L.A. Yeah. I'm not sure about Phoenix. Maybe a solid, solid eight, you know, probably. Put a team been. in Texas, put a team in Florida. Yeah, the big cities for sure. Yeah, like. But I think, that's, I think that was a part of it. Um, but, I mean, they're still doing – I think they're doing better now. They are. You know I mean, I think they're still doing well then. Like, the comments were – I still think that was primetime TV. I remember watching the comments when they were on their title run, you know, so. Oh, because – and I think, too, and this is this is interesting. This is actually really interesting considering how social media works. People don't – like, kids don't know WNBA players. No. I feel like back in the day we would see, like, Cheryl Swoops on Sports Illustrated for kids. Yeah. And you don't see – and this isn't really, you know, saying anything bad or good, but, like – you just don't see Baller's life talking about, like, yo, you remember how nice, like, Candace Parker was attending? Like, you've seen it here and there. But I you think don't the, see it. The problem often. is because if they did have a Baller's life, it'd be like Baller's life W. You know, like, they got to throw yeah. that in there. Like, ball, basketball is basketball. So why are they not on the same platform? You know what I mean? That's how I feel like it should be. And I, I also understand that some smaller YouTubers and smaller creators, they just can't talk about it all. Okay, cool. ESPN, Bleacher Report, come on guys, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, and Slam tries to do, Slam does okay. Slam actually does okay. But, um. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> this area um, what's up, man? But, uh, Slam does okay, but they even have the Slam W. Yeah. And it's like, where's that line? This, oh, actually, you know what? This is a good topic, too. Me and my brother had a, me and my mom had a bigger disagreement about this until we phrased it differently. My mom's argument is that integration was actually bad for black people. Okay, tell me more. So she was like, we had all of our own things before that. We had, you know, the black bar, the black nightclub, the black grocery store, things like that. My stance was like, you're right, but they all got bombed. Yeah, so that, they did get 
tore down. And then I was like, well, here's the thing, Mom. We were never integrated. We were assimilated. Integration would be like everyone on equal. It's like a merger. Yeah. It's like when you merge, like if we wanted to merge Starving Artists and 6x6, it wouldn't be still one thing. It would be this is the 6x Starving or whatever. Yeah, you whatever. know, like yeah, if we were going to do that. Yeah. Which, like, until then, we can work together, but that's... If, if 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 we do it where it's like, no, we're gonna merge with six with uh, starving artists and then it's still gonna be six by six. That's not a merger. No. That's not integration. That's you are us now. Right. And that's kind of what happened. Is like you know, well, you're part of us now, so you don't get this school. You got to go to that school. Mm-hmm. You're getting bused to this school. And well, Walmart. It's okay for Walmart to move into your place, so we're gonna buy your groceries. So you thinking it, it should have been like. Uh instead of them kind of like leaving our barbershops, our banks, our whatever, it should have been more resources put into those yes. so it levels. This, so I, wrote, I was writing a story about this because I, I did some research and I was like, man, isn't it interesting that baseball gets integrated? Well, what they say is integrated, because again, Jackie Robinson getting spikes slid at his knee. Yeah. <laughs> 100 games a year isn't really integration. That's one black guy playing in an all-white league. Um, shout out to Jackie Robinson now and forever. But I was like, man, can you imagine if they would have merged Negro League Baseball in the major leagues? Because what I, so I was doing research, and actually I just did some research because it was the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. And what I found was that basically the Negro League shut down because Major League Baseball took all their best players in integration. Yeah. And after that, a bunch of teams were overfilled. So at that point, that's when you had teams starting to move, and like Brooklyn comes Los Angeles, yeah, you know, and things like that. Oh, moving to bigger markets, moving west. Okay, just in general, just moving west in general, just because it was like you got the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers. Do you need three teams in New York? Yeah, can you support three teams in New York? Apparently, you can for seventy years, but you know. But I'm like, damn. Can you imagine if there would have been black clubs that would have gotten that sort of. Like, like, there's a team called the Newark Eagles, that, or the Washington Grays. Yeah. Or, like, the Chicago American Giants, and, like, all these teams where I'm like, I can see a universe where, like, you give a black person equity in the league, and they're like, you know what? You need somebody to move to L.A. because we got too many people, and we got too many teams? Yeah, what? We'll move to L.A. We'll be the Los Angeles Eagles. And I'm like, that would have completely changed sports. Everything. Like yeah. you have black owners in 1960, whatever, you know, 1950, yeah. 1960. On the, the West world. Coast? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's just something that I'm like, man, I can only imagine how that would have been. And that's kind of my point was, like, you can't just take something over and then force it to do what you want and then say, we're together now. Yeah. Because I do understand what she's saying. I completely understand that. Yeah, like, it makes sense. And, but I think that's... Which goes back to having that ownership, having that thing that, like, I can't see you selling 6x6. No. I can't see myself selling Starving Artist or Currency Exchange. It's just not even, I I want this. Yeah. I want to do this, you know? So, like, I want to bring people in, but I want to bring the right people in. We've been talking about learning experiences before the podcast. I think that's one of the biggest learning experiences that I have. It's It's like the right people. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's huge. That is huge. And it's like uh, getting the people that actually want to, like, grow it, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, coming in with their own ideas to grow to grow whatever you got going on. 
every black person turns into Floyd Mayweather whenever they see what? a bee. Dip <laughs> they see a bee and they're like, crazy. <laughs> Dip game is crazy. That shoulder roll technique you never box in your life. You <laughs> see a bee <laughs> and you're hitting like proper jab, jab form. <laughs> I mean, and that's one of the cool things that I, I just got done talking to uh, Jalo. I thought his name was Jay Halo, and now I feel bad because I'm like, oh, Jay Halo, that's an ill ass name. Yeah. He's like, nah, bro, I'm from Liberia. My name is Jalo. And I'm like, Shit, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry for being an ignorant American, bro. That's on me. Right, <laughs> I should have right, asked right. you. But um, he was, he, that's one thing that he was saying is like through NFTs, because that's his big thing that he wants to do. Yeah. He he can see people getting ownership because you don't have to go through a middleman. You can just release the NFT and the, the digital receipt for this album, and now you can do whatever you want with it. You pay right. me. It's like basically what it is is like the concept of like, there's a limited pair of Nikes, right? Yeah. There's also a limited pair of MP3s or JPEGs of this person's art. Yeah. So that's basically what, what it is, is like just finding a way to like make it a digital receipt. And when he broke it down like that, I'm like... I think what messed me up about it is when I, when I first, first heard about NFTs, it was, uh, they were like basketball clips. That, yeah. But I'm like, how... Like, how can you say you own this clip when I can just go look it up on YouTube or like find that clip through... You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just like I. That's I don't why. Get it. But they also like apparently you own the copyright to that too. But so you can do whatever you want with it. Cool. Right. There's a lot of people who can do that now though, because if you buy a hundred NFTs or whatever, unless you're only buying that one clip. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're only buying that one clip and you're, that might be kind of cool because that does help for you know for, for copyright like for Twitter for whatever streaming right. whatever. But it is very interesting. Like when they said because his his thing was like. My, my issue with it was, are we letting big companies ruin something before it gets cool? Okay. And his thing was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, are. yeah. He's like, that's exactly what's happening is that these bigger companies, like, they don't know what to do with it. So he's, his mind is working like, can you imagine if Disney made an NFT that gave you an augmented reality Mickey in your house and you can use that to, like, help, you know, help your kids as far as, like, you know, staying you know staying occupied right and he's like what they're probably gonna do is make it so that you can own a part of a movie and you can watch that clip whenever you extended want. yeah sequel ending right. you know what i mean and i was like yeah he's right that's probably exactly what they're gonna because do. they know that's probably gonna make more money because people want that or whatever yeah because in, in it's it's something complicated that people are scared to learn yeah because even me, I was like, yo, this is stupid. I don't get this. Why would you ever don't do this? Don't get it at all. And then when he explained it, and I did a little bit of research on my own, I was like, I see why people are doing this. Yeah. And I wish people were more upset about people trying to pull the wool over their eyes. Yeah. Babe. Babe. Uh, it's, that's definitely one for me where it's like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get cryptocurrency yet. Like, it just doesn't. Crypto's kind of fun because... Is that right? <laughs> I think the most fun thing about crypto is when I realized, and it sounds very nihilistic, I was like, oh, it's meaningless. Yeah. And then my friends were like, well, money is meaningless. The friend I was telling you about, yeah. the one in Vancouver, shout out to her. She, uh, well, shout out to them. Uh, they were like, uh, everything's meaningless. They're like, money isn't backed by a gold standard anymore. You just trust that $2 is $2. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> You are not wrong there, killer. But it, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I mentioned to you that you know, Sweden is is moving to a cash-free society. Yeah. So everything is going to be backed up by like faith in your phone not dying. Right. 
<laughs> like, it's, yo, that's that's out there. That's out there. That's different for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah. It's, 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 and this is what I mean by that cocoon here is that you know, there's so many weird things going on that I feel like the entire world is like, can we take a second, <laughs> like, figure this out, or see what? Like, I don't know if I'm driving to work tomorrow or if I'm staying home. Can can two days? All right, like. <laughs> Right. Let's see, let's yeah. see, let's see. So, we got to talk a little bit of basketball because you're Sixers. I'm so glad I didn't bet on that game. Holy shit. You know, <laughs> I didn't know Embiid was that I'm good. I'm not. Oh, Embiid's amazing. Like that's, I knew that's he was fine. good, but, like, when they were like, oh, he's an MVP level, and I'm looking at stats, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're good. And then when I saw, like, the impact on the game, I'm like, oh. No, he's different. <laughs> yeah. He's different. And, and um, I came with a jumper? I think a lot of bigs are, like, change their game because I kind of have to. You know, I think bigs are definitely making a comfort. For a while, I thought it was, and I still think to a certain extent, it's a guard, wings, guard league. Wings, guards. Tall guards, like yeah. wing, uh, ball handling wings, yeah. But when you when you look at, like, even MVP race right now, the top three are all bigs, you know. That was the thing that was interesting to me. I remember when they called Giannis a, a small forward. Yeah. When and he they first wanted came to, in, they were trying to, but I think. They want him to be KBD so bad. <laughs> I think the league goes with the best player yeah so like 90s you want everybody's the next michael jordan the next michael you know so now when these like lengthy rangy big guys come in they want them to be that small forward like lebron they want them to you know well and it's even KDs, funny about lebron but, because like lebron's not a for a while he he's changed this now lebron wasn't like rangy shooter dude no lebron like i've been calling him magic pippen yeah because that's kind of who he is like now he's got a shot but yeah, he, and he brings, I mean, his range, too, like logo range, yeah. extended clip. Like, yeah, he, he brings that out every once in a while. So that's that's dope that he's done that for his game, too, because I but, never really thought he would nah, no, do that. I, no, I always thought that he was going to be the guy, uh, just a fucking bull in a china shop. Yeah. But, and even, like, you know, Giannis can knock it down here and there. Carl Anthony Towns has been really surprising. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the bigs are, like, I think he's getting back to, like, super skillful bigs. And, and to bring it back to Embiid, like, what cannot he, he can do anything you know what I mean he plays on both sides of the, of the court yeah that, that anchors, was what got anchors me anchors the defense and even without Simmons like Simmons is amazing defensive I've never taken anything away from Ben Simmons game uh, defensively they want him to be um, they want him, him to be uh, uh, KD too and he's not yeah and that's cool but I, I think I he's think told what, Westbrook I think Ben Simmons is hiding behind his defense to hide his because even when he came in the league, like, he wasn't a defensive mind player. But I think once he, like, to hide from his offense, he's like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, focus on defense type thing. Because, we talked about it before. Yeah. That's where you fit, man. Yeah, and that's where you fit. That's that's amazing. Um, but you still you still got to add something to your game. And I think he's, – He's almost like the opposite of Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Because Andrew Wiggins was, like, all scoring. Yeah, but he drop like it'd be like a thirty piece, like two block or like two assists. But even Wiggins, like everybody's just added to their game somehow, and I just I have not seen that. I think if anything, I've seen him regress, and I don't think it's. I, I honestly don't know what it is because his role really never changed with Philly, you know. And B got better, and he didn't. Yeah, that's really it. That's, like it's not it. even that like he just didn't get better, and Embiid really got better. Oh, a whole a whole lot. And I follow Embiid's trainer on Instagram. Um, Drew Hanley and, and like you can see you can see the work and he's added so um, I think he looks bigger too 
he's in shape. That's the difference. Like, he looks way That's bigger. The biggest, like, I think he's like, always been skilled, but the thing with him be last half of the season, fourth quarters of games. Damn, you still here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I she I used to uh, work with her like two years ago. No. And I saw her one day, and she's like, "Oh shit, you still live here?" I'm like, "Yeah, somehow." Yeah. So like, you were talking about moving two years ago. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, yeah. Yeah. But he looks that I'm, I'm again very interested in seeing how a lot of these players like everybody's skilled. Yeah. What's skill, your skill now? Skill is like super high. It's definitely a, a very. When we get a six foot ten Kyrie. <laughs> Man, and I'm sure there's, there's some kid out there working like it. You know. I know that's. That's the scary part. Part of me is glad that I don't hoop anymore because I'm like, man, I'm 6'3". I went to an open, so um, another, shouting out another foundation, um, and I, I could probably hook you up with him too, uh, Solano Hoops. He, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he follows me, uh, he follows one of my pages, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my guy. So he runs an open gym um, in the same Maryville area, um, and he, you know, kids come in uh, thir- uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, they can hoop, it's like three hours long. Um, so finally, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna go up here and you know at least show my face. And yeah. a lot of my kids go there from my school, so I'm like, let me at least show my face and you know support whatever, whatever. I get on the court or I watch the because he does middle school and high school on one side. Go with the middle school kids. I'm watching them, you know, laughing, ha ha, kiki. And I'm like, all right, let yeah. me put my shoes on, lace them up, go down to this high school side. You know what I'm saying? Because at first it's a whole bunch of older guys. It's me. This three on three. It was me, uh, uh, old head who's like, I think he said he was like 43. And it was like an, another young dude. Nothing but jumpers and rebounds for him. Man, what? Good, Mid-range good and rebounds fouls, right there. You know what I'm saying? Fouls. Like, oh, man, he, he got all the OG moves. Like, you know, he's slapping the ball, taking, you know, another five seconds to check the ball to get some air. But um, we ended up winning our first game. Cool, you know what I mean? Lost one. We got back on, won another one. Then these high school kids came in. Oh, let me tell you. I cannot move like that anymore. And I'm, I'm trying to get in my defensive stance and slide, and I'm just not moving quick enough. Mm-hmm. And these kids are, like, super skilled. Step backs, like, hesitation dribbles. and just One-legged like, shots. I'm all like, of that. All like, of I'm that. like, yo, Harden just started doing that. All like, of that. Like, and, and this kid, is, I think he said he was, like, a junior. And I'm like, yo, I cannot keep up with this kid. Nah. Like, cannot keep up with him. And that's when I knew I'm like, all right, let me take these shoes off back down and talk some you know smack with these middle school kids and have a good time but no kids are kids are extremely skilled and I think a lot of it is um you know and when we're growing up I got my five you know we get a little bit old enough to ride our bikes to another court and that's what we did you play pickup game constantly but now these kids are they have trainers you know they go to camps throughout the year and they got a basketball trainer or they could just get on Instagram and look up somebody and I kind of miss that street ball aspect of it, though. Oh, absolutely. When you look at the kids that they're copying, they're copying Kyrie, who copied Shamgun. Yeah. You know, they're copying, you know, well, Kyrie again, who copied Jason Williams, who copied, you know, all these dudes. Like, same with Curry. Like, Curry's talked about, you know, hey, and I want to dribble like this guy. And LeBron James, all my favorite players, Allen Iverson. You know LeBron James is into that street shit because he's right. had a couple entertainers games and stuff. And I'm just like, man, can you imagine, like, if the N1 mixtape tour came out now. Oh, man. I remember <laughs> N1 mixtapes when the tapes were first getting... I found I found up to volume, like, 10. Yeah. Over at, um... Oh, what's that place called? Zia. The book exchange oh, on okay. Camelback. Yeah. I found them. I was like, oh, my God. Like, part of me wanted to get them, and then part of me didn't want to spend $250 for them, because I'm like, why are they $25 they? each? Yeah, what are, you, what are on, we man. doing here? Stop it. Yeah, no, I think my first one... It might have been volume two... 
four three. It was with a red cover. Red cover. And I remember I think I might have got it from Foot Locker. <laughs> oh my god, that from Foot Locker. And I, I remember getting the M one mixtape from Foot Locker is the most two thousand three, two thousand four thing. Man, that was a time. I remember Extra you know, long, I watched it and I was like, Y'all gotta show my friends this. You know what I'm saying? I gotta invite people over, we gotta watch this. Yeah. Yeah. And going like touring from spot to spot doing like early, early, early version of social media just because they were like if you liked it, like they didn't care about piracy. They didn't no. give a shit. They they didn't care about tape trading. They're like, yo, Not pass that. this on to your friend. Like they're also here's a bunch of beanie seagull for some reason. Man. <laughs> Yeah, that, like and, a bunch of beanies and one influence man and if, if you know everybody's doing documentaries but if that comes into a documentary i would love to just like watch it and especially it since like those people because ball is life owes them a lot um what else the, what's the other basketball one that everybody follows not slam slam does kind of slam yeah slam does ball is life them, for sure but it, i mean it's a bunch of those like street who ball, makes tape who makes tape? tape yeah they kind of owe them a lot a for lot, that man like, like they did one did a lot for the culture honestly like exposure wise and just like a different Rafer austin brand. played in the nba you know for a I, little bit <laughs> yeah no nah, he had a he had a pretty good year i mean career in the league i i would like to see and i'm really surprised uh Ice Cube hasn't done this unless they're too old. I can see that. Yeah. But like, I would love to see an M one team in the Big Three. Yeah. Some street ball. And I think the, I thought the Big Three was going that way at first. Me too. You know, it's supposed to be like a. I thought of it as like a retired basketball players league. But then I think two years ago, like he dropped the age. Then it's like a lot more of like the younger people in there. And um, I thought it was going to be more of a mix of like NBA players and like street ball players. What I really really like, want is uh, women's players in there. Yeah. Throwing some retired women's players. That would have been nice too, yeah. Because I know like Lisa Leslie like, or something. Like, like uh Lisa Leslie coached the one. Yeah, she one. might be a little bit too old. Because yeah. she was like huge in like yeah, 02, she coached, 03, but so like I can why see not that. like add some yeah. Cappy. Cappy's a beast too. Just say like yeah, one street ball player, one retired NBA player, one WNBA player. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that league actually low key sounds kinda dope. I'm Man, thinking about I'm here it. Now. For it. I'm here for it. Because we were talking about uh what Julian Newman the other day. My friend yeah. hates that dude. My friend hates no, that. No, I'm I'm good on him too. I think he I think he got uh, way too much exposure, way too quick. That's the hardest thing about basketball, too, is, like, I don't care how good you are, sometimes you're still 5'7". Yeah. And, I and think there's nothing dad, you can do about it. Like, you kill a car. Uh, he was nice, too. But I think the streets got to him before, you know, anything else. Because he, I mean, he was, like, what was he, 5, whatever. But he was an uber athletic, uber quick. And this is like we still had like Boykins and Robinson and, mm-hmm. at that time. Now we got like IT and IT can hoop, but you don't see guys other than that that are no. like the little guys aren't making it. I mean, for them to make it, they would have to be. Which is weird because you also have like a six foot four guy listed as center. Yeah. But you won't put a five foot nine guy as point guard. Like you want your six foot six guy point guard. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, I would, I would love to see it. Little guys get back into the league. I wonder if little's changing too. I wonder. Also, I wonder how many people are lying about their height. Like all these dudes that say they're six foot. Oh like, yeah. Hey Lowry, I don't think you're six foot, bro. I yeah, you I'm like sure. Five, it, you know, I think that's that's as old as the game of basketball. People are lying about their height. But three inches, and in, I don't care how tall you are, three inches. Like, Braven, I didn't know you were six six. Right. I think it's weird still to this day. Like, Kevin Durant does not want to be called a seven footer. Like it's clear as day, dog. You're seven feet, but like he will not like. And I, I don't know why. Like, why are you not? He said he doesn't want to be a center. I mean. I get that. You're never going to be. I'm, I was doing an experiment on 2K where I was messing around. I put the 
in, in like what would make sense for their positions, right? Yeah. So like the tallest guy obviously plays center. Besides, I think like Nick Claxton and somebody else, KD is the tallest dude on the net, so I put him at center. Yeah, I wouldn't want to D up Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid no, either. I get it. I mean, his <laughs> skill set and this game. On of offense, he was a bucket, yeah. but on defense, I was like, yeah, that's probably why you don't want to do that. In this in this day of basketball, I think your skill set defines your position more than your height. It does. does. You know, yeah. traditionally, I think it was like, oh, you're tall, you got to play center. But now it's like, yeah, you're tall, but you're also crossing over and doing step backs. You from can't really. Feet. You can't really rebound, so I don't yeah, want you at exactly. the five. I'll take. I'll, I'll move you to the three. That's yeah, why. Yeah, it's so the game's so fluid and like how it flows and position wise. It's funny to me that the shooting guard has kind of died. Yeah. Like there, we don't really have shooting guards outside of like Levine and Booker. Booker. Where it's like, what's your job? Deal. Shoot. Beal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Beal's another good one. I think that would probably be the only... I would love to see him on a team with, like, a bigger... Like, Alonzo. They said that uh, the Sixers... He wanted to go to the Sixers. The Sixers tried to get him before they got Harden, which I wish they did. I, I'm, I think we're, like, 12 games in, and I'm over James Harden already. <laughs> and I know that's weird, because I just talked to you maybe, like, a week ago, and I was like, yo! And now, like, you know, five games later, I'm like, yo, I'm good on Guy. I'm good on him. I'm convinced he doesn't know how to play basketball. Outside of isolation and pick and roll, which those two skills he's probably top 10 all time in. Outside of those two things, I don't think he knows how to do anything else. Which is why I don't want, I don't know if Beal's a good fit for you. Unless you put Harden at the one. You put Harden at the one to be able to two, that might be a thing. Harden actually. can go. <laughs> I hope they don't <laughs> sign him back. Uh, Harden, on a max contract at 34, 35, 36, he is, 37. He is 34. Oh, that's wasting money. You might as well give me a couple of them dollars, man, because you're just going to throw them away. What I really want to see, and I don't think it's going to happen, Bulls trade for uh, for AD, yeah. which I don't even know if that's a good idea watching some of this stuff. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. What they call him? Street clothes? Yeah, street we talked clothes. about street clothes. Street clothes, yeah. <laughs> street clothes, Nah, he's the injury. His injury. Y'all can have Vucevic. Lakers can have Vucevic. I don't want to give up Kobe White because I like the kid. I like how yeah. he's gotten better. But I understand if you want Kobe but White. But him and Ayu uh, are kind of the same. That's why I'm okay with same like guy. I do like same Kobe, role. but like it is the same role and they're almost the same height and a bunch. So yeah. it's like you're not really getting much either way. Don't trade. I'd rather you trade Patty Williams than DeRozan. I like Patty Williams, but I would like to see him more on a team with like a LeBron. Yeah. I think that would actually help him a lot. But um, imagine if the Lakers got got Harden with that team. Harden and LeBron is a combination I've been wanting to see for a while. Yeah. That's kick-out city. I think that was. That is kick-out yeah. city. But that's the other thing about Harden. Like, he, he can't spot up. Last game, they played the Lakers. He was one for seven from three. A lot of those are just pull-ups, which, let me just say this, the people are tired of watching him dribble. Like, you, when you're guarding hard, and they be saying, they're like, all right, bro, do your little thing, shoot up this three so we can get the rebound. Like, they don't even like <laughs> – they're not even engaged anymore. But he was one one for seven. The game before that, I think he was probably like two for seven, two for six. Like That OKC team did not age well. Like, no. I fuck with Serge, but Serge is not. They thought I that he was going to be like Ben Wallace. And he's yeah. good. Duke I, do, he I like Serge. But, like, that uh, – then, like, you look at, like, uh, what's that dude's name? Jeremy something. Lamb. It was Jeremy Lamb. I was thinking. They had Jeremy Lamb. But I don't, did they have him at the same time when they had Harden and all those? I, I don't so. remember. I don't remember. But, like, Westbrook, who I like. I really like Westbrook. 
but I think he's on the wrong LA team. I said this last week too. Yeah. You put him on the LA team with shooters, not the LA team where he's got three other people that do the same thing he does. He does, and then he doesn't have a, a defined role. Um, yeah, man, I, I love Westbrook. I love Harden, but now that he's on my team, I'm just like. Uh, That's how I felt about who are they talking the the Bulls were talking about getting uh, Westbrook. And I was like, oh, cool, that's a good idea. And then I and then I like looked at some of it, and I'm like, yo, Levine's not going to do shit if no. Westbrook's on the team. <laughs> love like, him as a player, just not for my team. I would love to watch you on another team. I want to see Russ on a team that has, like, just enough help. Yeah. Like, I think we talked about, like, the magic. Right. Like, give him, like, just enough help to, like, just or, or, or put him on the team with other people like him. Put him on the heat. I Miami culture in Westbrook. I think that that might be a, a good fit. That team will punch the entire Eastern Conference right in oh, the face. Oh, man. <laughs> that that goes back to so that thug, thugs and buckets that we were talking about. That's Miami Heat, man. Yo, did you see what happened the other day? Thugs and buckets, I'm telling you. <laughs> and Coach Spo was so chill about oh, it. At the press conference, he was super chill. He was, I'm not going to fucking fight you, man. Yeah, and UD's Spoh. like, I will. Yeah, UD was hot. Spo was hot. If you yeah. pissed off UD, I wonder if, like, Jimmy said something, like, super, super crazy. Uh, he probably just said something to, to Spo, and then, you know, you know, UD is, that, that's his guy for real. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's going to stick up for his dude. UD is definitely that guy, too. We talked about this uh, before we started. But he's definitely that one. If you go to Miami, you got to check it Yo, out. Yo, yeah, I was just yeah, looking at that. Let me check it with UD to let him know that I'm here to make sure, like, He's the dude that, like, even if I don't know him personally, I'm still going like, to hit him up on Twitter. Hey, UD. <laughs> right. I'm in your area. Let your people know, like, <laughs> I'm good. You might see me wearing a Bulls jersey. It yeah. is all love here, man. Yeah, let your people know I'm good. I hope they retire his number. Oh, what? He's Mr. They... He's Yo, Mr. Miami. Unretire Michael Jordan's number from Miami, because why are you even having his number retired? That's weird. Yeah. And retire UD's. UD's If definitely... you just took down the 23 and put up a 40, no one would care. Yeah. No, he's definitely getting retired. That's Mr. Miami. Born there, went to college there, yeah. played his whole career there. Like Took a pay cut to stay there. You know there. what I'm saying? He damn near might get a statue. We saw him so long, he cut his dreads. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's how long he's going to be that him. guy where he's just like, he's suited up, suited up, suited up. Oh. Next season, he's just behind the bench, you know. Then he's on the coaching staff. Who like, is that? It's uh, Charles Oakley in New yeah. York. Oh, Charles Oakley just like pops up. Tries to fight a security right. guard and like goes. That's there. how he's gonna be, man. You know what? I, we we talk a lot about like you know we were we cracked jokes about the thugs and buckets, but like these guys never get in trouble in Miami. No. There's no jailblazers there. No. They're chilling. That's because they do all their thugging on the court. Facts. They do all their thugging on the court, <laughs> man. Just bring back a Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. There there are certain teams that that I would like. I know you're not a fit for that team. Yeah. Like. And B feels like he kind of fits Philly, like kind of a newer Philly, where it's like kind of just talking. Like, this isn't Rocky Philly. Yeah. This is like talking shit to you, and then, like, I will also drop 50 on your head. Right, Philly. and he's a hard worker. Like, you know, he fits the – I know what you're saying. He fits, like, the, the scene yeah, of the city. I don't yeah, know, I don't know if Booker fits Phoenix, mostly because I don't know what Phoenix is yet. But as far as, like, that – like, as far as Suns – Yeah. Oh, he's a Sun through and through. Oh, oh my for God. sure. Oh, they, my the God. city adopted him. He's Phoenix. He feels like a Suns dude. Like, if you put – the way I think of it is, like, if I dropped you next to our other legend, do you look out of place? Like, if you dropped Booker right next to, like, Sean Marion and Amari and Steve Nash, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, he's there. Like, 
D Rose on, on Chicago, like, even Jimmy Butler on Chicago. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can see you fighting with Michael Jordan on the court one day. <laughs> For sure, I would. I would take Jimmy over. Uh, I would love to have Jimmy back over Harden. I think he just I, like Jimmy did fit in Philly pretty well. I was like, yeah, I can. I can see Rose staying there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, him going to Miami also made sense. It too, does too, for sure. Like Russ didn't really feel like an Oklahoma City dude. He always felt bigger than that. Yeah. The like, market was too too small. And he doesn't feel like a Lakers dude. He doesn't feel like Showtime. Yeah, seeing him in the Lakers jersey even looks weird. It fits even now. Like it fits him as far as being like an LA guy. Like when you know yeah. he's from LA, but like he doesn't feel like a Showtime guy. Like same with AD, he doesn't really feel like Showtime. Yeah. I think he wants to be. I don't know, man. AD's got it got it rough. You gotta be more movies, man. You gotta. <laughs> it's uh, I I got it. I I'm coaching T-ball now, and I got a parent mad at me because they're like, "Oh, like, listen, I'm not. I don't, I don't know a ton about baseball. All I can tell you is that if you're gonna bat flip, either bat flip everything or bat flip only when it goes over <laughs> a fence." And this parent's like, "Oh my god, bro." Yeah, just who cares? Right. I don't know anything about this. I'm 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 killing time just like you, man. Like, yeah. I don't know I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know yeah, shit no, about baseball. I can't help you. That's one I cannot. I don't think I can coach. I wouldn't know the first. I wouldn't even know how to organize a practice, you know. They kind of ordered it out for us, and it's it's very easy because it is like t-ball. Yeah. So I don't really have to try like no, not that I don't have to try, but like I don't have to do things like that. Yeah. I just don't have to. So that does make things a lot easier for me. But every time they talk about something, I just want to call my buddy. My buddy's a big baseball fan. I'm like, hey, Nico. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, give me some. Yo, tell me this because he asked me about soccer today. Like last night, he was like doing some bets. He's like, yo, who should I bet on for the soccer game? I'm like, honestly, bro, I wouldn't bet on this. Not these ones, right? Nah, these these are too close. You were saying Mexico is a little bit too close now. Five years ago, I would have said Mexico. Right Right now, no, they're too close, man. He's like, I'm going to bet on the score. All right. I lost that bet. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Too hard to sell, man. Yeah, I know. I know you did, but I'm excited, man. So, okay, you said this is going to be April 23rd. April 23rd. you can actually we'll put this up on uh, Instagram. Yeah, you can actually sign up. The flyer's already up. Uh, gives a little more detail about the event, but we're basically just is that posted on your uh, yeah, Instagram? Six, I'll, yeah, I'll share it. Yeah, six x six brotherhood on Instagram. Um, it's up there. The link is actually in our bio as well um, to sign up. Cool. If you're coming to volunteer, just so we can get an idea of numbers. I think somewhere, well, right now somewhere in the like 30s. You know, we would like to get at least 40 people out um, to just try to help the process go quicker because it is about. It's probably about a half a mile to a mile, maybe, that we're cleaning. Bring um, water. No, water's provided. We got snacks. We got pizza okay. after. I got a little little surprise, you know, for people that volunteer. I do got a little thank you gift I've been working on. Cool. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it should be a good time. We're going to get out early and, you know, get to work. and hopefully 7.30, be done. 10.30, is that yep, what you said? Hopefully be done before 10.30, I would like to be. So, but, yeah, definitely check probably, us out on Probably, Instagram. depending on how many people come out, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could. And it won't be like, like I said, last year we were doing an alley and it was just like, it, it was it was a little hard work. You know what I'm saying? We were raking up trash and picking up tubs and mattresses. But this, it's not going to be like that on a main road. It's going to be more trash pickup. We got the pickers. We got the little steak yeah. thingies to pick up the trash, gloves, trash bags. All that yeah. stuff's provided. We just, you know, Perfect. want people to come out and Perfect. help the Sounds community good. out. So, yeah, we'll definitely – so, uh, wait, hold on, the 23rd. Oh, of April, so, yeah. Yeah. Because I think this one will go up next week, but that should give people plenty of time. And I'll, I'll share it before then, too, just to yeah. make sure that gets out there. And, like I said, I'll talk to my, some of my guys and see, hey, are you interested in doing this? And If you are if you are a part of my family, I'm going to judge you a little bit. 
unless we got something else. I'm going to judge you a little bit. If I don't know you like that, I'm not going to judge you. But right. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. No, it should, it should be a good time, man. It, making this... I've mentioned that I want to move from here and that neither of us are from here. Yeah. But Bloom While You're Planted has been something that I've been trying to internalize. Yeah. And... I'm not gonna lie to you. You've been helping me do that because a lot of the stuff is like, all right, listen, I'm just gonna do this online. I'm just gonna do this, do this. But no, let's go meet up somewhere. Let's go to the city. Let's go drive out here. I'm right. with it. I'm with it. Yeah. No, I think it's it's um, Phoenix is a, is a place where they they need help, and I think the like it's a it's a space that hasn't been really touched yet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like six by six brotherhood would be perfect here. You know, your platform would be perfect here because there's not much of that going on already. Yeah, and when it is, it's quiet. And I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm all for keeping it quiet. You know, like, you know, keeping it low key. You don't want to fill it up with everybody. But at the same time, there's a lot of cool spots here. Right? I, I say this as we're recording live at Ziggy's, which is my favorite pizza place, like in the valley. Like it's my favorite, just because their stuff here is fire. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's a good environment too. It like, is. It is. It's a dope place. It is. But hey, man, that we we, we did it again. Another hour. Um, like I said, I'm gonna get this up soon. Uh, probably next week. Um, we already talked about what you need to plug. Any last thoughts, anything? Nah, man. Just hope to see y'all out there. All right. Excellent. Hey, April 23rd, 730 to 1030. Where, uh, what's the location? We're actually going to meet on uh, 75th and Thomas. It's a shopping center right there. Okay. It's a currency exchange. It's a Goodwill. Um, in that parking lot, there's parking available. And then, um, that's where we'll, you know, team up, get the equipment out, do all that stuff. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm, and you know, I'll put that in the uh, in the description for the for the podcast too. That way, if people can read for it, sure. they'll know too. So, all right. Hey, that, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. You hopefully you'll see me out there again. It depends on the coaching thing because they said that it might be six weeks. Yeah. I don't know how long that is from when we started. Um, it's already March something. Sorry, late. Wow, sorry, late. March. Yeah, no, it's March is out of here. Yo, yeah. I turned 28 March 10th, and that feels like it's about three months ago. Yeah, though. man, March is. I was so mad. I didn't tell you. That, that was another thing. Yeah. I, I didn't tell you. I might not have told you this at all. Um, I had, I think I might have told you about uh, Lucy, uh, but Lucy and my birthday were like a week apart. Yeah. That was one of the big things that happened that like, you know, right at the same time. And then like my birthday, I uh, pinched a nerve in my back. Oh. And so I was laying in bed my entire birthday, just like laying there like. Trash. The worst part was that like I tried to like lift my head up to like just you know, watch, not even like play 2K or anything. Just. Just watch TV. And it was like, I had to like lay on my side. And it was oh, bad. Oh, terrible. I was like, come on, man. Give me something, bro. Right. Like, we're good now. But I was like, man, this whole month, like, let it just be April. Yeah, <laughs> like, let it be let's, April already. Let's wipe this clean. But appreciate it, man. Always a good time. Um. Always a good time. Glad that. Also, let me give you your flowers while you're here. Jacob introduced me to you. You introduced me to Veronica. I've had a podcast with Veronica, a custom shoe um, shoe uh, paint job from Veronica, two podcasts with you, th- two. Yep, because we did the Christmas together, and then yeah. we did the Globe Trotters. Yep, two events. Two, out- two events together, two outreach events together. Hey, come on, man! Yeah, it's, it's the start, man. <laughs> you're putting you're putting a solid like I don't know. You got a couple assists out there, so like a solid twenty point eight assist game right hey, now man, coming from me. That's, that's, that's a solid average. That's solid. I'm cool with. But hey, like I said, man, always a good time. Always good hey, to be around always you. Always love, man. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. April twenty third, seventy fifth, and Thomas seven thirty to ten thirty. I'm gonna put, share it on uh, on the social media. I'll highlight it and everything. 
please be out there. We'll we'll hopefully we're out there too. Yeah. Know, at least a couple of people. Hopefully we're out there. And until then, peace, guys. Love.